This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is the Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel makoko Welcome, Lions. Uh, afternoon, Gary. Madagwana uh, to all our podcasters. Cool. Today we're discussing pro bono, which is the, the, the literal translation into English from Latin is free pro bono legal services, free legal services by attorneys. It's a real need when you can't afford your lawyer. I can't afford my lawyer. His rates are way too high. But he says my case is strong. And he knows the judge. My lawyer is a liar. I doubt He's on my side, and if I don't <laughs> That's for you, Lars. <laughs> well, you where do you find all this music? <laughs> Joining us today, Lines, on this particular aspect is a gent called Dakalo Singo of Worksman's Attorney's Pro Bono Department. What's your... Are you the head of it, or...? I'm not the head of it. Um, the head of the department is a Mr. Harold Jacobs. Um... But I am part of the team uh, together with Naledi Motsiri and Harold Jacobs. Um, but I'm not, I'm certainly not the head of the department. Cool. Well, you no. speak on behalf of the department. Thank yes. you for making your way here. I know how busy you people are. You render a wonderful service. I'm proud of you for doing it. Uh, you, Worksman spent a lot of money on this. And uh, the reason I got you here today, may I mention there's a lady called uh, Louise Bick, who I know very well. Uh, I think you know well. Yes, and, I and, did. Yeah. She was also, I think, one of the founders of ProBono. Yes, she was. Worksman's, Worksman's yes, she Pro was. She yeah. did a very phenomenal work there. She yeah. started that Yeovil, um, Yeovil matter with me before, oh, did she? before she left. Yeah. Okay. Well, that goes back years. It when, is. Yeah. It's a, it, was a, it, was our, it was one of our biggest um, um, litigation matters in our pro bono department, as yeah. it was a fairly new department. Yeah. Um, and we've... We've taken it full on. It was a wonderful experience where I got to share a lot of the, um, uh, the, the lot of the admin that comes with this matter with some juniors and myself as well. Cause you don't normally get to handle a matter of this size and magnitude in litigation. So it was a wonderful learning experience for us in the firm. In case you don't know who the other voice is, if you haven't listened to the first podcast of today, please listen to that one. It's about Shabines and we're talking to Anele Kumalo. She's also an attorney at Worksman's. She handled that matter. Today we're discussing, or the second podcast now, we're discussing a pro bono generally. People come to your door, uh, Dakalo, who, who can get free legal services? Who's entitled to it? Um, we represent mainly indigent individuals with um, pro bono matters of different sorts. Um, to qualify for pro bono legal services, generally you have to meet the means test, which requires that you earn, well, you either be unemployed or if you are employed, you earn below 7,000 rand a month. Yeah. Um, in some instances, if you exceed the means test in the sense that you 
you do not qualify in terms of the 7,000 rand if your matter is considered to be one of public interest. Um, we might take your matter on as an individual. Um, and that's the first part, body of people that we represent. The second body of people is, of course, um, organizations, public interest organizations, um, NGOs, NPOs, um, organizations which have as their aim um, dealing with human rights issues, um, social transformation, and general social justice issues. So to qualify for our services, you have, you have to qualify for the means test as an individual in the manner that I've um, explained, um, or you must be an organization that deals with public interest, social justice, and human rights issues looking okay. to affect social transformation. I believe you have an office in, is it Dipsluit? Yes. Um, a bulk of the work that we get from individual, um, from individual members of the public um, is sourced from our clinic, the Dipsloot Law Clinic, which can people walk in there, indigent people, and ask you for advice on on anything really on their on their rear motor car installments? I mean, will you help them? We deal with general legal issues there. We advise and assist on general legal issues. Mm. Um, our Dipsloot Clinic sits on Tuesdays um, yeah. between nine and twelve o'clock. Mm. Um, we have. Attorneys, usually myself and a lady who staff the clinic and some of our colleagues from the different departments in the firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we advise general members of the, of the public who come in on a first come, first serve basis. Um, there will be some members of the public who call, um, our offices to arrange for appointments for, for consultations. And they can do that on 011-535-8358. Um, or they can send myself or my lady an email. Um, requesting an appointment. Um, Worksman's, so, Worksman's is spelled W-E-R-K-S-M-A-N-S. Yes. Works, W, Vaxman's in, in Afrikaans. Yes, yeah. that would be the Afrikaans version yeah. of it, yes. Let's talk about a very big matter such as this one that uh, Anela was involved, the Shabin matter. Right. That is funded, the whole case, if I understand it, is funded by Worksman's. It is indeed. The um, paperwork, the the sheriff's fees, the... Whatever, whatever goes. All with the legal it. services and the disbursements relating to the matter are, are funded by the firm. Um, S- sorry, this particular matter, if it was a paid matter, would run into hundreds of thousands, if not millions, ma- maybe millions. It yeah, was. It, it, it would have been millions because, like you said, it's the sheriffs contacting the three thousand respondents that we were told by the government to notify of this application. So mm. there's quite a lot involved in. Running an application of this of this magnitude, and worksmen's generously offered to pay for everything, and we'd sometimes rely and ask some of our clients for assistance with um, f- f- fulfilling a particular task, and they readily helped. Good. Now the the million dollar now is you succeeded in this case, this should be in case. Did the judge order someone to pay the legal fees, and who was that someone? They did. The costs were awarded in our favor, and mm. the first and I think the second respondents um, are liable for those Can costs. I call it the government? Correct. The government now has to pay your legal fees, including the advocate's fees. Correct. Just to add yes, on that. please do. Yeah. Um, on a recent public interest matter that I worked on, um, yeah. which involved, again, government, we yeah. also were awarded uh, costs, um, including the cost of two counsel. It was um, the state capture review matter, if you, oh, yes. um, if okay. you might remember it. Um, yeah. The president obviously famously um, lost that case, mm. and we were, like um, Anele in, in the Shabin case, we were awarded costs in that matter as well. So now, how does it work in practice? Do you, do, you, do you tax, you go and tax a bill of costs before the taxi master? We do. 
Yes. Who retains those fees? Well, they go back into the kitty for the proposal department. So mm. they then um, become the running cost for helping Tagalo and um, Naledi get to Dipsluits and do all those smaller admin fees. So the fees don't come back to the profession. A lot rides on this. Correct. If you win a case, your fees could also be – well, you only get the – the costs according to the tariff, Correct. which is much less than worksmen would charge their clients because you base yours on an hourly rate. Correct. This is like a tariff, like medical aid tariff. Correct. Much, much cheaper, but still going into the coffers is a fortune of money. So if you lose this case, you get nothing. By winning it, it promotes the, the whole thing. It's like a… Yes, and it funds further it matters funds further that matters. will benefit Correct. other people. And if I, yes. and if I may also add, yeah. um, is in the pro bono department. I'm in the general commercial yes. department. So yes. sorry, litigation department. So when we work on these matters as fee earners, we are not. We are working for free basically as well. So it doesn't go towards our KPIs or whatever. It's for, it's work that the firm encourages us to do on an annual basis mm-hmm. to assist the firm with its overall pro bono hours. So we also derive no benefit from this. Okay, so you can't go on holiday on the on the fees that no. you won. No. <laughs> no, on the costs that you won. No. Okay, where you do score, Anele, is that you pick up a hell of a lot of experience. Completely. Unbelievable experience. To go to court in a matter of this nature for any attorney is a thrill, isn't it? It is, and yeah. the number of interlocutory applications that we have, so we would go to the judge to ask us for a order allowing us not to serve by the sheriff but to serve using a uh, a newspaper or by a radio announcement also had to go to courts to stop the to part the the government from actually processing any further applications mm-hmm. so those are all small um in between matters that we had over the border scheme that we were so thrilled to be a part of and learned a, quite a lot from a lot of candidate attorneys at the firm um take on pro bono work for the, for that very reason they get mm-hmm. to learn and um develop experience from Matters that they would not ordinarily get from their own um, departments or teams. So it's it's a very good way to get experience quickly when you take on pro bono work. Do do either of you attorneys want to brag about your results at university? Are you cum laude graduates? Because <laughs> no. I, I know worksmen take the, the top lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> no, not me. No, not you. Yeah, I'm a proud Vitsi, but I was not a cum laude. Okay, doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, <laughs> what happens if you would have lost the case? And the court, would the court have possibly have awarded the costs to the government? That happens, or not not often, but it, it does. It can happen, but yeah. uh, we we had made provision for that, and we had argued that should the judge not find in our favor, that we costs would not be awarded against us because we had been acting on a pro bono basis. So it mm. would be it would be to worksman's detriment if they were to receive an adverse costs order. Yeah, in my, is, my, yeah. my experience as a pro bono lawyer, um, when you when you appear in court, you usually have to notify the judge or the magistrate that you're a pro bono lawyer or that you're acting pro bono. Okay. Um, it helps in that se- in the sense that when they make a ruling, if, if it's an adverse ruling to your client, mm. they will usually not award costs against your client because they understand that the costs will be incurred by your client. Mm. Um, so in many pro bono matters, if you do not succeed, um, usually they will not award costs against your client. But that's not always the case. It sometimes happens that they will award costs against your client. I'm sure in your time, Dakala, you've done some really heartwarming cases where people have been down the downtrodden, have really got a bad deal before they got to you. Give us some examples of some of the great victories that uh, that you've had at Pro Bono Worksman's. Um, well, we take on a lot of matters and we get very many 
different results for for our clients. I mean, just last week we got um, an outcome from the from CSOS. It's a, it's the ombudsman dealing with community schemes uh, for an elderly lady, eighty one years old, who was having a problem with um, with with the the body corporate of the building that she lived in, and mm-hmm. we had a victory there in the sense that um, it, it's hard to explain, but. It, she, we succeeded in representing her in the sense that the matter that she took to the ombudsman uh, was in her favor. Another matter, like I said very recently, um, was the judgment with the state capture review on the 13th of December. Um, but generally speaking, we have, we have many matters in which individuals, um, have small victories. Um, uh, for example, just last week as well, I was at the CCMA and I represented a certain lady in a pro bono matter where, um, she, she was happy with the outcome. We do it, it. The matter was settled, but she was happy with the outcome. Um, so we do a lot of matters and we get a lot of results and some of them don't go away. That's, it's, it's, it's a reality of litigation. It's hard. Um, I know as a lawyer, it's hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You've um, got an obstinate and stubborn opponent and they don't want to, they don't want to budge. Exactly. Mm. But I'm, I, I believe that most of the matters that we take on, we do end up succeeding in. Um, and it's because of the energy and enthusiasm um, employed by colleagues in the firm that work on the matters. You know that uh, it's become compulsory, I think, for attorneys to do pro bono, but only like 24 hours a year mm. or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, you people are running these off this permanently. So I okay. mean, you, are, you are a big firm and you've got lots of money. You've just put up a new building, so we don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> 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 Have you seen the building, Lines? The one in Saturn, beautiful. it's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys moved in comfortably? Yes, yeah. yes we have. Yeah, so, uh, to, uh, in the pro bono, how much preparation is actually needed to really become a very good litigant or good opponent uh, attorney? That's a very difficult question to ask. It depends on what gets put on your on your on your table. It might equip you on um, interview skills, um, court appearances, um, the drafting of 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 pleadings. So it de- it depends, and it's all. Dependence on what exactly gets put on your on your on your plate, but because we have two dedicated lawyers and they rely on us, the um, the lawyers in the non pro bono department, we all have the benefit of getting a wide variety of experience. We had um, two weeks ago, I think last month, sorry, a um, candidate attorney who appeared in the magistrate's court and assisted one of um, our clients in getting a protection order against a uh, a victim of domestic abuse. So those are. Are skills that you ordinarily wouldn't obtain in the normal um, commercial sense, but they become available through these matters, and people get to to actually give back to the community in those ways. Yeah, and the level of preparation required when any attorney working even on a pro bono uh, basis, um, when they get involved in a matter, it doesn't matter that it's pro bono. The level of preparation required, the level of preparation they they undertake, is exactly the same as if it were a paying or fee earning matter. Maurice, you were involved. Uh, Maurice Smithers, you, uh, Maurice Smithers, you were involved uh, in the Shabin case. You will be in the prior podcast. You worked with Worksmans yep. throughout. How was the service? Were you treated as though you were any normal client or as a pro bono client, non-paying? No, no, absolutely. Did they give you we, tea we and coffee treated. as well when you got? <laughs> uh, they biscuits? did. They did yeah. actually. Yes, yeah. they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, no, they were amazing. Uh, they, you know, we would never. I have to say, you know, we would never have been able to bring this case had it not been for the work that Workman's and other 
big law firms do. We went through an organization called Pro Bono, which is based at Constitutional Hill. They also do great work. Yeah. They do great work, and yeah. they play a role in channeling mm. clients They've got to… got limited resources as well. Correct. So, yeah. so they play a, a role in channeling people to the big firms, and mm. that's, they facilitated this for us, mm. and, and we would never have been able to do it otherwise. Uh, but the, the, as far as the level of… Uh, 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 Professionalism and expertise and so on it was extraordinary um, that we were given and and I think sometimes we in fact, as the client yeah. uh, kind of didn 't put enough effort in uh, because you know we were all busy doing other things and so on, and uh, we kind of s- slowed them down sometimes because we didn 't provide information quickly enough, but nevertheless, they soldiered on mm-hmm. and uh, you you were talking about costs i mean we had to sign I had to sign every year uh, and the, the the figures were extraordinary you know uh, i don't want to don't know if i should mention the figures here but you know i think that in the four years it was close to a million rand really yeah unbelievable the question that uh, so many people ask is if i if i'm below the threshold of 7000 or so then i can come as an indigent person and get free legal advice yes but if i'm not there's nowhere i can go well, I, I, I mean, if, if I'm a normal guy who's earning twenty, thirty thousand rand a month, and I need legal help, unless I have legal insurance or something, there's bugger all I can do, really. I, I can't afford a lawyer. Well, what must I do? Well, it, it depends on the nature of the legal problem, I guess. But also, there di- there are different lawyers who might be more affordable than um, lawyers at Worksmans, if you want to say that. But um, some. Some people will take on matters on a pro amical basis, for example. Well, very few. I mean, lawyers also got to make a living. This is true. There is one scheme that the Law Society is trying to promote. It's called the First Interview Scheme. You can get to any lawyer in your area, just check with them which lawyers participate, and the lawyer will give you the first interview for a half an hour, no charge. 99% of lawyers will do that through the Law Society. Just yeah. make sure that he doesn't encourage you to go to court because he wants the case. <laughs> yeah. But he can, you can sit with him, just check with the law society of a lawyer in your area and he'll send you there and you get the first initial interview, mahala for free gratis. True. Um, it's a good one, they do also you? employ a means test of their own. So it's also important to consider what their means test will be on their, on their website. Mm. Okay. Um, Maurice, uh, anything you want to add to? The discussion, or are you you happy with the result? It all worked out. For we you? are totally delighted with the result, and uh, I mean it's a victory not just for the Yeovil community. In fact, we weren't doing it for the Yeovil community because, like I said, there was about mm. in the previous interview there was only about twenty shabins in the area. Uh, there's sixteen thousand in Gauteng, uh, so there are a huge number of people in communities who honestly feel. Disempowered, they mm. feel as though they don't have any say over these things. They feel as though there's nothing they can do, mm. and this has shown that it is possible to do something. Although, as I said, it, it wouldn't have been possible without the pro bono support of worksmen's. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's very important that people do take these issues on, um, because otherwise, and, and we're not even really knocking government for doing what they did. Uh, they were trying to solve a problem. Yeah. They, they did it wrongly. Yeah. They did it incorrectly. But they were trying to solve a very real problem. So we're not even knocking government uh, for trying to solve the problem, but we're saying that they have to listen to people. It's too easy for government to just push ahead with something and not listen to community. Participatory processes are tedious. They cost money. They cost time. Mm. But the Constitution guarantees them as... Uh, 
uh, Anele pointed out earlier on in section twenty three uh, section thirty three and so government has to uh, respect that and has to respect the rights of people so for us, this is a major victory for that, uh, not just for the Shabin issue. That's the voice of Maurice Smithers. I think people may want to get hold of you. Uh, you've got a lot to offer across the board. You've, you're just very, very knowledgeable on most things. Liquor um, development uh, of of the. Well, in terms of the liquor issue, yeah. I, I would encourage people to go to this website www. S double A P A dot net. That's www dot sapa dot net, which is the Southern African uh, Alcohol Policy Alliance. Um, And there they can find out what we're doing in South Africa and what's happening in seven other Southern African countries. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite happy for people to to email me directly at sapa dot South Africa, one word, South Africa, at gmail dot com. I want to talk to you, if you don't mind, maybe in a week or so, about illegal churches. I know we've discussed illegal shabins. Yeah. Illegal church is another serious issue, mm-hmm. driving people crazy, both with, within, uh, within urban areas and in the parks, coming out of the parks, driving me crazy mm-hmm. as well. But I'm not sure if I'd call them illegal churches, but, 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 but let's talk unauthorized about, churches. Unauthor- we'll yes. talk about this. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll create another show on sure. this one. We don't want to give too much away. Many thanks to Legal Talk, our collaborative partner. I had a few questions that I didn't get to put to you guys, um, but uh, we'll, you know, I'll answer them in some way or another in another show. Many thanks to you, Anelo Kumalo. Well done. You changed South Africa. That's what happens here. You know what I'm saying. It changes South Africa. And uh, to the esteemed gent who uh, is part of probono.org. Give your full names and how people can get hold of you. I'm part of the Pro Bono Department of Worksmans. My name is Dakalo Singo. Uh, my email address is dsingo at worksmans.com. Um, you can also contact Naledi Motsiri, um, nmotsiri, M-O-T-S-I-R-I at worksmans.com. Um, or you can go to our website and access the pro bono page there. These are dedicated lawyers and uh, lines. Yeah. Great, yeah. isn't Great it? Great work. Takara, yeah. before you go, are you from Venda? Yes, I am. Which part of Venda are you from? I live in a little town called Sibasa. Oh, I know Sibasa. I know Jutuni as well. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We'll um, talk after the show. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Good. As uh, has the boss, Mr. our new uh, president or to be, has he seconded you yet to be part of his uh, cabinet or not yet? Um, not yet. I, <laughs> we, may, we may lose, uh, works a bit of repair. We may lose you to uh, some greater heights, but good luck to you. Thank you. Lovely Thank show. You. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank Cheers. you, guys. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.